Hey everybody, how you doing? Thanks for joining me, Coach here. How are things clicking along? I hope everything is copacetic in your world. Hey, um, this week's episode, like the title says, uh, maybe you have one of these. Lord knows I have seen a few. I would probably say out of all the landscape designs and construction projects, I've had maybe eight, eight out of a few hundred that, uh, involve this. It's those densely populated housing areas like condos, you know, that have two condos together and then on either side of each condo there's that narrow, shady, useless area. It doesn't have a gate at either end, it doesn't have anything, and the builders come in and put a swale in and throw some grass seed down and call it good. Very, very lazy way of finishing off a building project in my estimation. But they're kind of a, a useless side yard the way they are presented. And your neighbor may or may not take care of it. I don't know if an association, if you have one, if it's a single family area, you're mowing grass that just is not going. They're usually always very wet and sloppy. So we're addressing some solutions to areas such as this. And I am glad you have joined me. Let's get this thing going. Let's do this. Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. So I must do a confession up front. And that is that this week's topic was actually regenerated in my head as a result of perusing another platform where people post landscaping problems and asking for solutions. I saw a couple of them on there. I went, hey, you know something? I used to do a couple of those and I know that I've designed several of them. So let me make this week a, a solution for problem areas just like this. Problems like drainage and shade, uh, the useless grass that just doesn't grow. It gets all bare and spindly. It's always, always wet, etc. I was offering some suggestions on a particular question and photograph over on another platform, which I do from time to time. They had a, that narrow uh, shared alley thing where you have a couple of AC units and then the the, the sloping drainage swale thing, which wasn't done very well at all. There was no fence that divided the neighbors, and it was about hmm, maybe 10 feet wall to wall. Pretty narrow area. Also in the photograph, there's about at least two downspouts that are visible, plus AC units that are pumping condensate moisture out in this area. And you could see that at the lower part of this narrow alley, it was very, very wet. And yet the person asking for solutions didn't know what to do with it, plain and simple. You know, with a total, a total of maybe two hours of sun max, that doesn't bode well for grass at all. And the builder should have known that, or at least the architect of the development or whatever. So the way it is, you can hardly use the area for anything. And yet you paid for it, at least half of it, and you can't do a darn thing with it. And if you had to service the AC, you got to go all the way around the house to come in and use it. And then if you needed something, you got to go all the way back out to the driveway or street. So let's throw some solutions at this and you tell me what you think. 
So I like to stay consistent. <laughs> Shocking, right? So let's look at it like any other landscape project, because it is. Just like the 15-step DIY landscape project checklist that I offer on the website, youryardcoach.com, you can start out by evaluating the area first. What do we have? Well, we got a, a shady, wet, narrow area, very little sun. So what will the purpose of this landscape improvement serve? It will solve drainage issues because it's always wet. You want to introduce usefulness. It will beautify two yards at the same time, allow for navigation through this area, and offer something that will thrive here other than the starving grass. So then we move on to planning. Figure on maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks of part-time work. Like if you're working Monday through Friday and you, you knock this thing out in uh, three or four weekends maybe, or if you delegate it out or have a vacation week and you wanna tackle it, maybe four or five days full-time, depending on your skill set. And then we're gonna design it up. Sketch it out using plant research that will work, complying with HOA rules if it's applicable. This one particular post had an HOA that they were going to have to deal with and is congruent with the neighbor's wishes as well. You kind of design it together. You know, submit it if you have HOA, submit it and get approval and make sure that everybody involved is signing off on it. Then we gather materials, and I'm really shortening this up compared to the 15 step, but you go out and you gather your materials and have them on site for day one. And then we get into demo. Take out the old grass and haul it off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what about the look? What's the theme and the budget, coach? Isn't that part of your 15 step? Yes, it is. But for the sake of this video, I'll refer you to those products that I have so that you know what the 15-step process is. It's a lot easier, and I'm trying to keep this thing relatively short. I don't want to drag it out forever. So another thing that you have to answer is, because this is a mutual area, are costs going to be shared? The answer is always, hmm, I don't know, maybe. I'll talk to Mr. Smith and see what he says. So for the sake of this episode, I will offer solutions with ever-increasing checkbook amount, and then you kind of pick and choose. What do you say? Okay, let's get into it. Solution number one, solution number one, depending on what kind of grass it is, you may have to spray it first and knock it down. Yeah, you could do the black plastic thing, but then if it rains, then you have more problems. So, if you think that you can get rid of it with pick and shovel and wheelbarrow, cool. If you need to spray it and let it die, cool. That's going to extend the time of the project out. So if that's the case, make sure you spray it uh, a couple of weeks, even three weeks before you actually break ground. And of course, because this is a mutually shared area, make sure that you've called 811 and that you know that all utilities of what's in the area, if any, and that will determine whether you're going to be able to trench this area with a mechanical trencher or are you going to have to do it by hand in some areas. Mainly in more modern developments, those utilities come in between the homes, between the two driveways, and then branch off. So 
there's at one point you may be digging through utility lines, not necessarily electrical or water because you probably won't get that deep. But if you get into phone lines and cable lines and that kind of stuff, yeah, you want to be careful. Solution number one was to, to clean up the whole area, get it down to a blank canvas. I'm suggesting for option number one, a uh, drainage solution, connecting up the downspouts in the area. And if water gathers in this area from the AC condensate, from rainfall, etc., we're going to do a French drain system down the low part and then allow the water to be evacuated either out front where it can pop out right by the sidewalk or something, or if slope allows, going to the other direction. If you don't have a neighbor behind you, maybe you have a common area or something. So the French drain and connecting up those drain spouts are going to address the major wetness issue that is collecting in that area. Face it, there's no evaporation. There's not a, enough sunshine and other stuff to allow this area to dry out. So once you've completed the drain system and you've tested it, you know that you have proper slope and everything, then you cover everything back up. You kind of compact this French drain area down. Make sure you do your French drain correctly. I got a video on that too. And there's other channels on YouTube like Apple Drains and French Drain Man and all those guys. They do really good. They do fantastic work as far as installing drainage systems. But once you get all this done and compacted down, you're going to come in with a landscape fabric. You're going to put the landscape fabric down and you're going to come in and gravel wall to wall, fence to fence, whatever it is. And there you go. You are done. Cheapest way to go. You've solved the drainage issue. You've solved the water issue. You've put a fabric down. It's not going to be an area that you're going to improve any further than this. Do not use mulch because mulch just tends to get soggy and collect water and not always release it. So use gravel instead and you're done. You know, can't get any least expensive option there is except to ignore the whole thing and just go golfing, fishing, whatever. All right, let's move on to option number two. Option number two is going to be including all of option number one, but instead of gravel everywhere, we create a dry creek effect, dry creek bed effect using the French drain as our initial low spot. From there, we create a slightly serpentine dry creek bed with larger cobbles on the edges, maybe even some small boulders, like some one-man boulders. Uh, it is basically kicking it up a few notches and naturalizing it. And outside the creek bed area, we can do some shady ground covers and mulch up there, up above the low spot, above the creek bed. And we put in some shady ground covers and let those fill in. And boom, there's option number two. Everything that included with option number one, the only difference is we mulch up towards the house and we do a little bit of planting. Okay, option number three. This is pretty close to the Taj Mahal approach. It's like uh, go big or go freaking home. In this case, we use all of the first two options. We really do. We make sure that everything is taken care of as far as drainage, the creek bed, except we add some other elements. Now we're going to bring in some natural stone. And we're, because we have such a narrow area, we're going to bring in stones large enough where we can traverse the narrow creek bed that you've made. 
literally large flagstones that we can set and bridge all the way through the middle of this dry creek bed and now you have a nice solid walking path that you can walk on and if any rainwater collects in there it's going to evacuate very quickly now outside of this flagstone and creek bed area we are going to plant ground covers but then we're going to add a few more things we're going to add some shady perennials in there perennials such as a stilby and hosta hellebores and other things that like the shade even some ferny fern ferns okay and then if you'd like you want to have a little vertical relief you can plant some small trees and what kind of trees i always go with either dissectum maples or upright japanese maples and they tend to do well in a protected uh, part sun part shade area if you want to have a little contrast make sure the maples are a burgundy leaf variety and then you have contrasting variegated hostas and other things down underneath it that make it really really pop visually now one more element now that you have some vertical element there you can also do some lighting you could do some lighting for the flagstone path you've created you might have a couple of uplights for the, on the maple trees and you have an ease of navigation 24 hours a day back there that you can walk around and it adds a little more of a security thing too if you have a dark narrow alley it is lit up hey creepers and peepers tend to stay away so what you've ended up doing is you've taken and created a space of usefulness from a space of uselessness rather easily now we're talking a mass improvement here in either three of the options do this here's something that happened to me do this and let the word out and some people see it and this will be copied all over the freaking neighborhood guarantee you and guys and gals if you're in business if you're in the landscape business or thinking about it something like this one type of job and your customer is just ecstatic all they have to do is tell a friend in the neighborhood and watch out watch out for your phone blowing all up by the way a little side note when you're doing the flagstones bring them all the way through the area and then you're going to branch them off right you're going to branch them off to the backyards of each house make sure they go far enough to where they get to a patio or whatever in your your yard in your neighbor's yard now if you're in an area of the country that irrigation is going to be needed despite the the wetness there despite the wetness it's probably going to be as wet as you think you may have some ac condensate that's there during the summertime and during your rainy season you probably have water there but then if the skies dry up and you go for like where i came from norcal i mean you went for months and months and months and months without rain and so it's probably going to need to be irrigated well don't go installing spray heads for something back there this would be 100 percent drip oriented and tap into the neighbor's line and tap into your line don't take it just from yours and water the neighbor's yard too might have a little issue there if you ever sold or if they ever sold so drip lines only you can have micro sprays on your drip system you can have drip emitters etc and now when we're talking about plant material we're not going to create a 
freaking jungle back there. We want a little bit of space between everything. And at the very most, things are just barely touching, but not really. It will look so much better. And can you imagine the contrast, the before and after photos of these options? And what, what type of property value improvement you've done? And I'm going to leave you with this. You want to add just one more layer of landscape yumminess? Think about this. With option number three, all of everything in option number three that is used, try installing a narrow 12, maybe 24 inch wide shade arbor parallel to the buildings in between the two houses. And from that vertical element made from wood and stained and sealed, then you can bring in hanging baskets of shady annuals or ferns, etc. And now you have not just ground level yumminess, but now you have a vertical relief, including the Japanese maples that you put in there. Holy crap. I mean, what a total wow this would be. So what do you think? Do you think that something like that is uh, affecting you or affecting someone you know? If it's in your circle of influence, but maybe not necessarily your home, man, you know, maybe direct somebody towards the podcast or the channel and come up with, come up with a solution for them. Say, hey, I listened to this Dopey Gillis on YouTube or on this podcast. And, you know, he had a, some great ideas as far as how to take care of your problem area out there. So there you go. A few solutions for a problematic area that many out there do have. Do you have an area like this or know somebody who does? You can really be the hero. <laughs> you really can. Hey, guys, I'm glad you joined me either on the podcast here or join me over on the YouTube channel and other platforms. I would like to thank Reddit for being on there this particular day and saw a problem area that just reminded me of a job or two that I did and the solutions that we offered. And it really came out nice. As a matter of fact, we had one narrow side yard and I mentioned this several, several episodes ago, but I had a narrow side yard that a friend and I built that used a lot of the elements that I am talking about here today. And the client that we worked for was an attorney in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he thought so much of the work that we did, he turned around and submitted it to Sunset Magazine. And way back in the day, and that would have been in the 80s, it was actually published as one of those little short story landscape sidelines that Sunset used to do. <laughs> it's kind of kind of a puff out your chest moment for a young 20-something back then. Anyway, hey, I'm glad you joined me. If you guys have any landscape questions that you have, I hope to have solutions. So make sure you write me, youryardcoach at gmail.com. I really appreciate it. Don't forget the website there, youryardcoach.com, where we have some landscape educational tools for you. And the Amazon website is always there for you for some neat little things that help us along week to week financially. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. And I'll catch you guys next Friday, as always, to your landscape success. Hey, friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Again, thanks for listening to this week's show, and we'll see you right here next week.